Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about um, ants and brains and cities and software. Okay, Claude Shannon, he was the founder of um, Information Theory, and he wanted to put together a machine that could detect and amplify patterns in information in noisy communication channels. Now, Shannon and Turing were both code breakers and they, by profession, and their attempts to automate a machines that could recognize patterns in audio signal or numerical sequences created future glimpses into intelligent machines. Weaver built on Shannon's idea and created co organizational complexity theory. Um, you can think of complexity theory like uh, a motorized bill billiards table where the balls follow specific rules through their various interactions, creating distinct macro behavior, arranging themselves in a specific shape or forming a specific pattern over time. Now, that's exactly what ants do with pheromones and chemical signals and proximity to other ants is that there's a number of rules within the colony that they follow, and that creates a um, survival behavior. Now, MIT Oliver Selfrig wanted to teach a computer to learn, and the problem was how to teach a computer to recognize patterns that were ill-defined or erratic, like sound waves that comprise the spoken language. The brilliance of Siegfried's new paradigm lay in the fact that it relied on bottom-up intelligence. So what he did is, is if the uh, lower-level unit got the answer right, then it was it would amplify its association. If it got it wrong, it would be disassociated. So what he did is he, he trained them to lower-level algorithms to recognize things like shapes and sounds. And they were able to recognize uh, parallel lines and perpendicular lines and circles and dots. And the system was trained to uh, recognize letters without even knowing the alphabet in advance. So if it got it right, then the program was um, strengthened. If it got it wrong, then it was disassociated. Now, John Holland also wanted to explore the way simple rules could lead to complex behavior. Holland set up a genetic uh, pool of possible software and let successful programs improve. Computer DNA selection models created by creating a massive pool of generic var variations. This is probably the first time that genetic algorithms were introduced where you have crossover, mutation, and selection. And so through numerous generations of successful generations, then you could get uh, emerging behavior. So successful variations get passed down from the next generation while other unsuccessful ones disappear. So that and this occurred through combinations of genes uh, finding each other. Occasionally, random mutations appeared in the gene pool, introducing new avenues for the system to, to explore. And that the mutation mutation idea is um, created so you didn't get caught into a local min, and the system was able to um, to break out of that and look at um, other possibilities. Now the program had a programmer had to decide the task that was the for for the program to solve, but did not instruct the program how software how to solve it. Jefferson Taylor decided to simulate the behavior of ants learning on how to follow a pheromone trail.
sum up how we came up with the idea of following a trail and not just a clean trail, a noisy trail, a broken trail. The two scientists created a virtual grid of squares drawing a meander of 82 squares. And they select basically 16,000 virtual ants, and they didn't know if the virtual ant population was enough, but the first 100 generations took two hours, so they needed really powerful software. Um, the software had evolved a population of expert trail finders. The most element form of ant intelligence was sniffing pheromone trails. Now, Mitch Resnick built a computer simulation of slime mold behavior. Slime mold cells collectively decide to aggregate based on their encounters with pheromone trails. And by keeping the trails short and the cells few, the slime cells will refuse to come together. During the duration of the trials was turned up and the number of agents increased to a certain point, the organizational complexity phase transition suddenly occurred. The long-range connection suggested plug more mines into the system and give their work a longer, more durable trail by publishing their ideas in best-selling books or founding research centers to explore those ideas and before long the system arrives at phase training. Isolated hunches and private obsessions coalesce into a new way of looking at the world shared by thousands of individuals. So ants and termites make up 30% of the Amazon forest. There's 10,000 species of ants. Ants have uh, lack any advanced forebrain. There's no single key to the success of the social insects. The collective intelligence of the colony play an essential role. It's called swarm logic. The harvest ant will only assert the shortest route to food source. It will also prioritize, prioritize food sources based on their distance and ease of access. In response to changing external conditions, worker ants switch from nest building to foraging to raising ant pupa. None of the individual ants are in charge. Deborah Gordon became interested and said, I was interested in a system where individuals who are unable to assess the global situation still work together in a coordinated way and they manage to do it under local information. Harvest ants constantly adjust the number of ants actively foraging for food based on the number of variables. The overall colony size, the amount of food stored in the nest, the amount of food available in the surrounding area, even the vicinity of colonies in the near vicinity. Ants secrete a finite number of chemicals, and these chemicals are used to communicate with other ants. A foraging ant might be expected to meet three or other foraging per minute. If she encounters more than three, she might follow the rule that um, has her return to the nest because older Larger, older colonies produce more foragers. Ants may behave differently in large colonies because they are more likely to encounter other ants. Based on the pheromone signals and frequencies, the ants can adjust its behavior. More is different. The statistical nature of ant interaction demands that there be a critical mass of ants for the colony to make intelligent assessments of a global state. It's only by observing the entire system at work that the global behavior becomes apparent. Ignorance is useful. Emerging systems can grow unwieldy when their components become excessively complex. It is better 
<clears throat> to build a dense interconnected network with simple elements, let the more sophisticated behaviors trickle up. Encourage random encounters, decentralized systems rely heavily on, on random interactions of ants exploring given space without any predefined orders. These encounters allow individuals to alter the macro state of the system itself. Look for patterns and signs. Ants rely heavily on patterns in the semiochemicals they detect. The ants' knack for pattern detections allows meta-information to circulate through the colony. Paying attention to neighbors, local wisdom can lead to global wisdom. The primary mechanism of swarm logic is the interaction between neighboring ants in the field. Ants stumble across each other or other pheromone trails while patrolling the area around the nest. Adding ants to the overall system will generate more interactions between neighbors and consequently enable the colony itself to solve problems and regulate itself more effectively.